Hey everyone, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like cell phone cameras peering into your soul every single day. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about making fun of people. Uh, this was a concept that I pulled from uh, Casey Nice, that video that happened yesterday, uh, where he was talking about uh, a, a video that was starting to go viral a little bit. Um, I don't even know what viral is these days anymore, actually. <laughs> but it was just kind of like a video that was picking up steam and he was about to retweet it. And then he realized that like there was an article also about this person and that uh, they were caught in a vulnerable state and, um, you know, sharing someone's story uh, really gives you context for what someone's going through and they seem a lot less crazy. So we're going to talk a lot about that talk about the current state of the internet and how people are like kind of communicating with each other and how really the internet is a mirror for people's perceptions and reactions and, and um, how we're kind of moving towards this um, kind of like settling into uh, the internet a bit and humans are kind of starting to police each other's behavior on the internet just a little bit more than they used to. And uh, I think it's ultimately a good thing. So we're going to talk about that today on dopamine. Let's go. All right, hi everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, what's today? It's Thursday. Thursday. Oh, when you're listening to this, it's my birthday. So happy birthday to me. <laughs> I'm recording this a week early. So um, it's really funny because like, I don't usually think about my birthday leading up to it. I'm just such a very, um, at least these days also, is like I'm just such a very focused like on business and today and what can I do now kind of person and having patience for the long term that uh, I, I don't look that far ahead. So now that it's like a week away, I'm like, oh yeah, my birthday's coming up. That's cool. <laughs> so um, happy birthday to me. When you're listening to this, it is my birthday, September 27th. So um, thank you for being here. And this is, I guess, a good time to give you guys some, some affirmations and some appreciation for this show. Uh, we're pretty much at a, uh, a the best month we've ever had this month. Uh, I think we're about to hit 9,000 listens for this month. Uh, when the show is airing, so this is the 20th today, and um, we're close to 6,000 listens for this month already. And it's just the 20th. Like, that's fantastic. We've beaten all previous records other than last month so far. So uh, 5783 is where we're at. Sometimes those numbers are a little bit incomplete. So they'll come in a little bit later, but thank you is the point. So thank you so much for being a part of this show. And I want you guys to know that, uh, we've got some things coming. I'm doing, um, I'm doing a summit or a part, I'm going to be a part of a summit with uh, think creative collective. Uh, that's going to be in early November. They don't have details yet for me to be able to share with you other than the fact that it's happening. I'm going to be working on branding for them. So I'm doing a branding uh, beginner's guide to branding course, which is also going to go along with some courses that I'm putting together on my website, all around branding and logos and all of that stuff. And then I'm going to have like a free opt-in and all that fun stuff. It's a lot of stuff I'm working on, but, um, really excited about it. So just letting you know that that thing is coming. Um, today I wanted to talk about, um, making fun of people because, um, yesterday I saw a video, um, Casey Neistat, uh, which I think it had the same title, making fun of people. Um, Casey Neistat posted a video 
about um, he noticed someone on Twitter post a video of a guy who was shaving on the train. And, you know, obviously any, you know, that's not a normal thing you do. So someone took video, most likely a kid took young, took video of this person and posted it on Twitter and it was spreading around. Um, and Casey Neistat tells this story about how he was about to retweet it, but then he kind of looked into it a little bit more, or he was told by someone, I don't remember the exact story, but he was told by someone that, um, that there, there was an article put out about this man and how, uh, you know, they were sharing his story that he was homeless for a while and he was in the shelter. And, um, when leaving his shelter to go, I think he was going back to some of his family, he wanted to look presentable. So he was on the train shaving because that's the only opportunity he had. It's like, you know, and frankly, it's really funny because when you think about entrepreneurship and doing things like that is actually really efficient. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not the best idea because the train is super bumpy. You're probably going to cut yourself, but he's not waiting until he gets to a bathroom. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's taken the opportunity to, to do this. And I'm sure he's got a lot of things that he needs to do and, and get prepared um, to see his family or wherever it was he was going and to become presentable. And, you know, it's kind of funny that these kids are taking their time and wasting their time to make fun of this person, but he's really doing a lot of work and taking, you know, trying to make strides and take care of himself. You know, it's the kids that were probably taking a video haven't seen a hard day in their life. Right. So it's a bit of a, uh, an interesting challenge to see, um, to see when people do this sort of thing, because it's really easy to just kind of like have that instinctual reaction and just say like, Oh, this is unusual. This is funny. And to just kind of be a blip on your radar, the radar of your life. But this is this other person's life. There's usually some sort of context. Uh, for me, I, you know, I've been more of a, I've been pretty chubby these days. Um, really the past few years, it's been really hard for me to work out because I have a Achilles issue mixed with my mental health. And, um, you know, just generally feeling like, Hey, I love food. I want to enjoy my food. Um, so it's been really hard to, to get on a good diet because for me to lose weight, I have to like go on a really strict diet or be free of stress. <laughs> uh, stress is a big, uh, indicator of my weight gain. And, um, right now the stressor is money. Everything else in my life is great. I love my apartment. I love Molly. I love, everything else that's going on. We're working towards things. Everything feels great, but finances are stressful. I literally have negative $500 in my bank right now. So I'm freaking out <laughs> every single day. Um, I'm doing the best that I can because I know that, you know, video games taught me persistence <laughs> and that is something that is, uh, a, a good thing, but at the same time it is, uh, um, it can be a struggle. And we'll talk about that some other time because that's like the most real I've been about that lately. So I'm in a tough spot, but I'm doing my best to, to crawl out of it. I've got some things in the works. Uh, I've got clients that owe me money, but it's just, they're not there yet in terms of paying me. So, um, and then this TCC thing is going to be a big affiliate thing and all that stuff. So there are things happening. It's just, you know, it's, micro speed, macro patience. Right. And, uh, so I have, I have macro patience, but I don't have micro patience. <laughs> I need more money right now. So anyway, with all of this going on with the stress, with my, uh, Achilles, with, um, uh, uh, with my mental health issues, it's really hard to get out of bed in the morning. It's really hard to exercise. It's hard to get into a routine. And, um, and frankly, there are other things going on too, where, you know, 
um, Molly needs the car. She's working a job. So I'm, you know, letting her use the car and she's um, going to see her daughter every day after work. So I'm here in the apartment, which is fine for me. I mean, for me, it gives me the opportunity to focus and um, I can't go somewhere and spend things and distract myself. Right. (laughs) I have to get things done. So uh, I appreciate that aspect, but it's, it's, Overall, it's, you know, all of this stuff has still had an effect on my weight. And I'm sure whenever I've been out in public, there have been some people out there that have said something negative about people because that's what they do. Some people do make assumptions about people and they say, oh, why aren't these people getting in good shape? And most of it is in our own head, but there is a reality that some people do that because otherwise we wouldn't think that, right? So, um, you know, it's possible. But the, I'm personally not worried about it. And I think the guy on the train, I kudos to him for not worrying about it. He had to get his shit done. And, um, but for the most part, you know, I, I mostly wanted to talk to the the people that are the ones filming stuff because I've, to be honest, I've been that person. I've been someone who's like, I seen a weird person in the wild and you like sneakily try to take a photo with your phone and you send it to your friends and you're all snickery about it. Like, <laughs> like this, this, look at this douchebag. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's real fucked up. It's, it's not cool. Don't do that. I, all of that, because I've been a person that's done that. It's made me wish that there's like a red light on phones when someone's taking a video. But I also understand that because you don't want uh, a red light on all of your videos. <laughs> so I, I understand. But at, at, at some point, there has to be, I feel like there has to be some sort of public indicator. Because if somebody's like picking up their phone or looking at their phone in a coffee shop, and they slightly tilt it towards you, you're like, what are you, what are, are you taking a photo of me? Why? What? Are, what's weird? Is there something in my teeth? Like what? You know, and it's real uncomfortable. And I just, you know, the capabilities of people being able to make fun of people. And, and while for the most part, I don't care, um, there's still a part of me that does. And I know that's real for a lot of people. So it's important to acknowledge that. I mean, you know, it's easy to say that like, you can just like, you know, fuck what people think, but, um, you know, sometimes that creeps in and it happens. Uh, so I just encourage you as a person to not do that to people. It's real messed up to make fun of people because there's other things going on there. Um, uh, when it comes to making fun of other people, like why would anyone make fun of someone else if they didn't feel a sense of elitism or feel like they are worthy of more or maybe feeling insecure and doing that as a reasons to, to project that insecurity. Um, we're gonna take a break and we'll talk about that a little bit more after uh, a word from our sponsor. Yeah. So, uh, welcome back by the way. Um, you know, making fun of people is real messed up because it kind of perpetuates this generalization kind of culture that humans get into. We see, um, a a small sampling of something and we make this ginormous assumption that someone's a a jerk or a douche or racist or, uh, not (laughs) or whatever. And, um, frankly, with the internet, with access to the internet, we've got access to most of humanity, on the internet. And it's just kind of a lazy shame to continue to generalize as much as we do. And I think the fight against generalizations, I think the fight against uh, all of this social change is the result of the internet. People are being able to see people more as individuals, as opposed to these, this culmination of these varying ideas that we've had generally throughout life. Because before 
before the last 20 years, we've only been able to make assumptions about people's behavior based on the 20 people we have access to, right? The people in our neighborhood, our family and friends, the way that they behave towards each other. And because like your mom might be a jerk to you, you're, you assume all women are a jerk or something, or like that one ex-girlfriend was real messed up to you. So you assume that all women are screwed up or that one, uh, uh, that one black guy looked at you weird. So you assume all black people are going to like hurt you and it's real messed up. Um, and, and the same thing with like parenting and there are just so many things that are kind of making, we're making adjustments to in terms of like social understanding when it comes to, you know, we're challenging things. Obviously we're challenging like, you know, gay rights and racial things and um, marriage and parenting and, and um, family dynamics and um, career choices and lifestyle and stuff like that. I think it's been pretty obvious that for the last um, quite the last 10 years, there's been a lot of projection of people's insecurities through lifestyle um, lifestyle enhancement, you know, through Instagram or Facebook showing off like food that they eat and stuff like that. And um, I think we're getting into the nitty gritty of individualism and starting to understand who people really are starting to actually find ways to connect. I think that is a result of video people being able to share more of their true self and people being able to expose people. You know, the internet itself is like a mirror right? For humanity. No, the internet is not making anyone quote unquote racist, or it's not making anyone um, extremely conservative or extremely liberal. It's exposing things that are already within people and creating all of these triggers that sort of enhance and create this um, and, and perpetuate these internal feelings that people already have. So when people have the opportunity to, to make fun of people and show things, you know, show people in vulnerable positions, because that man on the train was in a vulnerable position and people snickered at him and took advantage of it and tried to become popular as a result of it by sharing it on the internet, which is real fucked up. Um, you know, they are projecting their own insecurities uh, through just kind of making fun of this man. Like, Oh, I could never do that, <laughs> you know, but uh, I don't know. Have you ever been poor? Have you ever been homeless? <laughs> Have you ever gone through extreme circumstances? And, um, you know, it's a lack of perspective. It's really, and, and that's the beauty of the internet. And I hope that's something that people will continue to grow into is realizing that there are stories, there are individual stories. Everybody has all these different moments that are culminating into meeting you. You know, there are so many amazing people that I've come across in my life through random encounters at like coffee shops or at the subway or whatever, the sandwich shop or the underground. <laughs> and um, there are just an amazing array of people out there in the world. And it's usually, you usually get to see that because you get a chance to get to know them. You see them beyond their facade. You see them beyond any sort of vulnerable moments or blowout that they might have. You know, we make fun of a ton of generalizations, which is like prevalent in comedy and stuff like that, which is, you know, this is how we get to know people. We get to create observations and we get to expose them. Usually comedy used to be the only way to do that. Um, and, you know, the same way that when like a comedian goes too far, humans call them out on it, you know, and humans are, our comedians are trying to push the envelope and they're trying to do that. And I'm sure a lot of kids these days are also trying to do the same with like social media and trying to become famous and trying to do 
interesting things on Instagram. You've got the whole Logan Paul situation where he was in Japan and he came across a, um, uh, someone who had committed suicide and he decided to film it, edit it and post it because he was basically trying to push towards the edge of humanity, trying to push towards the edge of understanding or edge of acceptance over what his content is and should be. And there was a major backlash for it. Hopefully he learns from it, but maybe he'll just pivot and try something completely different. Um, but either way, you know, it's society's job to continue to point these things out and, and say like, hey, this is not cool. We can't do this. Um, and I think that's going to continue to happen in a, you know, there's going to be like this kind of conflict and war going on. There's like a bit of like a kind of an internet civil war going on. And, and uh, it's like a, it's like a, an emotional war <laughs> that's happening between a lot of people. And we're really starting to settle a little bit in terms of um, uh, uh, the, the mass outcry of, of people not fully understanding the internet and how to speak to each other. I think people are starting to learn how to create their own communities online. People are starting to kind of uh, set their own individual internet borders as it were, and create some sense of civility with one another. And, that is helping people foster better relationships. It's helping with, uh, with insecurities and helping people have better discussions and, um, you know, being able to move the conversations forward. Uh, there are, I'm sure there's a lot of shitty conversations out there that people have had with other people as they're trying to figure out how to communicate on the internet, because it's like, you know, context is not something that we were always very, very much taught. Context and perspective is not something you're, you're taught very much as a kid, nor is it easy to teach a kid because, you know, kids are very naturally, you know, selfish and not in a bad way, but just the way that they are, you know, you're trying to, it's self-preservation. You're trying to grow and survive and make it to the next day, survive disease, diseases and making sure that your parents are taking care of you um, and not being abandoned and all of that stuff. Um, so I'm kind of tangenting. I'm trying to figure out how to get back on the, on the rails here. Um, but, um, uh, essentially I'm, I'm trying to say that like the internet is a mirror. The internet is going to continue to expose people who are being hurtful and hateful for the purposes of their own selfish gain. Right. So when kids are doing things like trying to expose people on the internet for doing bad things, or for doing things rather in, in their vulnerable state, people being homeless or, or, um, going through all sorts of life things, it has this double-edged effect of like, you're okay. You're going to be funny to your friends, but once it becomes beyond that sphere, people are going to see like, Hey, this is kind of a douchey thing to do and then help expose the person who's in their vulnerable state uh, to, to, to be more comfortable in that vulnerable state. Not that he should continue shaving on the train, but that people can have more respect and, and look at that guy shaving on the train and think like, okay, what are his circumstances? Like what's going on with him? Um, and I think perspective is massively important for self-actualization and self-fulfillment uh, because if you look at other people and consider their perspectives, you're not going to be so wrapped up in how that perspective affects you. If you're, if you're so focused on how someone uh, is just like immediately affecting your peer view, your, your, your uh, periphery, and you're just, all you're seeing is on the surface, this guy that's shaving, like, Oh, he must be crazy. But like, you know, ask him if you're really that curious, go up to him and say like, Hey, so, so what's going on? Why are you shaving? <laughs> but to like take a video of him and expose him like that, that's real messed up. And, um, 
you know, I think stuff like that and um, the Logan Paul thing is again, just like an interpretation or an expression of where the internet is going to where like, there's kind of like a, uh, uh, unwritten laws forming within the lawlessness of the internet. You know, you've got a lot of comedians, some comedians and famous people who are being exposed for their behavior, um, their behavior as a person and not just as a comedian. And, um, you know, they might say something wrong. Like Roseanne, for example, she said the whole like racist comment and, um, she hasn't really come out and apologized about that as far as I know. Um, and she's just kind of running away. She's apparently going to Israel. So I, I don't know what's going on with there with that, but um, you know, it's one thing to say something, but she's been kind of like consistently just denying it and not really coming out to apologize or say like, Hey, um, I, that was not my intention or something like that. And being very clear. Um, but again, I don't know the details. I haven't been following that. So I could be completely wrong with all of that. But the point is that um, the internet is, again, it's a mirror and people are kind of taking reins in policing each other and policing themselves. And it's going to be kind of this fascinating thing. So I think more, more and more people are starting to see that when you're just like randomly making fun of someone on the internet, it's, it's not okay. And it's, it's, it's part of, um, it's part of this movement also of vulnerability being an honest expression. That vulnerability is not something that makes you weird, um, that makes you weak, that makes you different in a bad way. And uh, people are being more open about mental health. People are being more open about their life circumstances. People are being more open as a means to connect with other, other human beings in business and in life in any kind of way. And, um, YouTubers that are good at their craft are standing up for themselves and making sure that other YouTubers are not, um, you know, tarnishing the reputation and that that type of content isn't allowed. It's not just Google's job. It's the community's job. It's not just Facebook's job. It's people's job to make sure that they use the tools that are given to them to cultivate their communities, to tell each other and tell people, Hey, this is not cool. You know, just because it's posted on the internet, doesn't mean you can keep scrolling either. You know, it's, it's totally appropriate to, to reply and say, Hey, this is not cool. And, um, and, and leave those two cents because people need that feedback. They post it because they think it's funny. And, you know, I, again, I'm not, I wasn't immune to that when I was a kid, I've said a lot of terrible things. I've done a lot of terrible things. I've taken pictures of people and posted them. Um, I've done the same thing. So I'm not vulnerable to that. And that's the reason that I can talk about this is because like, I, I understood why I did that. It was insecurity. It was, um, me not being willing to learn someone's story and learn why they're like that. Um, and, um, you know, uh, and I think it also perpetuates this, uh, this paranoia of, of security when it comes to like cameras on phones and stuff. <laughs> Cause they're like, um, Oh, my friend's posting a picture of me wearing jorts <laughs> um, and I didn't know he took it. Oh, what, what is the government doing? Um, I don't know. Just trying to be cheeky, but um, you know, I, I do honestly think there should be some sort of regulation with the cameras on the phones, with the cameras on the phones, on the internets, but you know, who am I to say what that could be? I have no idea, but I do think there should be some sort of indicator to some indicator that doesn't affect the photo or the video. Right. And I don't know. I just, it, it, I see it all the time. Someone at a coffee shop, they slightly tilt their phone and you're like, they're taking a picture of someone they shouldn't be. And it's real messed up. And, uh, you know, 
really the goal of this and the point is to like take time to try to learn someone's story if you have the opportunity to or to at least play with the all of the alternate possibilities that s- someone could be experiencing you know if they're you know there there's a wide array of things that could be happening mental health issues injuries you know you look at people who are homeless and they're like why don't they just get a job it's like there's probably a ton of things going on they probably were they could have been thrown out on the street by their family when they were young they could be just used to that lifestyle they could have some mental health issues they could have um no skill set they could have they could have had no education they could have had no access to any kind of opportunity for clean water and taking care of themselves in any kind of way to try to get them towards getting a job and getting into some some somewhat of a normal life structure like there's a million opportunities and there's a million ways and frankly most of the world that i've spoken to spoken to in my life has been good people there have been a few that have been um, you know, kind of nasty, but it's also that stuff that they're going through and I can forgive them for that and move on to harbor that kind of resentment for someone for, for, uh, for what they're going through is like, it's not my fault. I didn't make them do that. And they didn't most likely make them do that. Everybody was an innocent child when they were born and things happen to lead them to that point. And that's the question I always ask. And maybe that's a question you can take with you is, what happened to them or what likely happened to them to get them to this point? Imagine this person as a child, you know, you, everybody looks at babies and they're like innocence. Oh my God. Oh, so adorable. This jerk in front of you, who's yelling, (laughs) you know, he was a baby once and there is a path that led him there. I'm not saying to, to like let people in your boundaries as a result of that. But when you separate yourself from that conflict, and continue to harbor or think like, oh my God, why was that person so crazy? Just the first thing that you can think about is like, well, there's there's always a path in people's lives. Things lead to, to this point. And um, to have respect and forgiveness for that is going to allow you to move forward as a person. Otherwise, you're just going to start being kind of ignorantly telling the story of like, oh, there was this crazy guy and I don't know what was wrong with him. And, uh, you know, or, or, you know, he's such a douchebag next time I see him or I don't know, something like that. Um, you know, it's, it's good for your soul. It's good for your stress level. It's good for everything to just kind of consider someone's circumstances, have some forgiveness and move on. So, all right, that's it. This like spiraled in a lot of different directions, but, (laughs) um, you know, when you're doing this show five days a week, it can get a little bit hard to find topics to talk about, but I thought it was interesting to see that video from Casey Neistat about, um, making sure, uh, to, you know, making fun of people and stuff like that. So, um, go check that out on YouTube on Casey Neistat's uh, Facebook page. If you are not familiar with Casey Neistat, um, you may live under a rock, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, uh, he, if you just type in Casey on YouTube, he will likely be the first one that comes up. So, uh, that's it. And, uh, if you go to dopamine.life, you can subscribe to the show and leave a monetary donation. Again, if you leave a monetary donation, it's going to get us one step closer to not having to have ads on the show. So, um, I apologize if that's annoying, but Hey, I'm just trying to get mines. I got bills to pay. Like I said, I got a negative $500 checking balance right now. It is stressful. So any little bit helps. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, uh, 
all of the things that I talked about today, like forgiveness and perspective is like really stuff that helps me, that helps to keep me from falling apart. Right. So um, hopefully this is something that can help you. Uh, if you go to cnote.media to check out all my courses, I just finished um, the, the landing page for the infinite cnote uh, bundle. There's it's like a monthly subscription for all of my courses, as well as a major big offer. If you're someone who's starting a business and you need someone uh, to be your chief media officer for 10 weeks, that offer is there as well. So cnote.media, go check that out. And uh, again, if you like this show, leave a rating and review. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Uh, it's been amazing that we're going to get to 9,000 listens this month, most likely. And um, really, really stoked that this is a, uh, a big part of a lot of people's lives. People are listening to the show. They really love it and appreciate it. So if you have any questions or comments, you can hit me up at Let's Go C-Notes or Dopamine Podcast on Instagram. That's it. Take care of yourselves and each other. Happy birthday to me. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.